yo, 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 yo. All right, all right, all right. So today is Wednesday, uh, October the 12th or 13th or 14th or 15th. I don't know what day in Halloween it is. Um, but it's a Wednesday. It's like about almost 8 in the morning. Not nah, like 7.45. Um, a chilly morning. And we got a lot to discuss here. Um a lot of stuff that's on my mind. Uh, I know I wanted to talk about the music industry, but we're going to talk about that. The Raiders always stay in some fucking drama, so I'm going to touch on that, but probably at the latter part of the, the episode. You know, I don't know how much I can talk about it. Um, and there's obviously going to be some offensive language and, uh, and some of that. So, And then also just... Uh, yeah, there's some big, uh, you know, stuff happening right around the corner here. So I want to talk about, I don't know if I did a review for Venom. I want to do a review for Venom. My, I'm, I'm going to try to watch it again, I think. Um, or did I, did I do, I don't remember if I did a review for Venom or not. Uh, but I want to, I would like to talk about it. So we got a lot of things to talk about here. But let's start off because I know that like a week ago or two weeks ago, I told you I wanted to talk about the music industry and just how I feel about the bullshit that goes on. Um, and I got a moment to do talk about it a little bit. And I'll talk about a little bit, a little bit about it later this afternoon when I get off work. But before I do that, plug myself. Follow me at TikTok. The D is silent one. Um, Follow the Instagram. It's also the D is silent. Figure out how to spell it. I mean, whatever. Okay, so let's talk about the music industry. And I'm talking about the heavy metal music industry in general. Because I don't really I don't really know if this is... Um, if this affects the regular pop music industry. But it is affecting the regular the metal industry and I think it's actually they're actually hurting themselves um hurting themselves in such a bad way that it's just it's unbelievable what's happening to the heavy metal music industry in general so I went to go see Knock Lucy the other night the, the venue the chain reaction um, yeah it's been around for ages a lot of bands have gone through there when they were smaller you know and then they grew up Knock Loose is too big of a band to be playing that venue as I can say the Glass House is probably not big enough uh, or wild enough and I kind of feel like Knock Loose is being snubbed out of top dog rotation and I think that's uh, that says a lot more about the bands that are larger Uh, like I said it's the Slipknots it's the Lamb of Gods it's the it's the Kill Search Engage it's the Bring Me the Horizon it's a bunch of bands that do this, and I like I said, it, it's Meshuga. It's it's a ton of bands that do this. 
Um, they're not willing to put their money that they've already got a lot of. And I get, I get a lot of people, you know, got to get houses, got to raise kids. You're always in a constant need of money. But a lot of these bands don't, they're not willing to sacrifice a little bit of their pocket for a legendary tour like that used to happen. There used to be legendary tours. Ozfest used to be legendary. Legendary. Notfest is rather average. I don't know anybody that's that talks about Notfest in, in any legendary aspect. And I, and I like I said, I don't want to pick on Slipknot because they're not the only ones who do this and they're not the only ones out there that I can point the finger at. Uh... But they did take the mantle of like a not fest or an Oz fest type of a fest. Mayhem fest flamed the fuck out. And, and honestly, Mayhem fest flamed the fuck out for my exact reason, which I'm talking about right now. They put a bunch of tired, old, uh, weathered, jaded metal bands together that nobody of a younger generation wants to hear. And it's not like they're going to discover something new or you know what you're getting. So unless you particularly like those bands, you're not going to go. And Mayhem Fist ultimately failed because it was like Slayer, um, Anthrax and fucking like two other bands. And they just fucking sucked. The tour sucked. Um, and it wasn't legendary in any of the aspects. You know, and like I said, I don't want to point the the finger at anybody but Ozfest to me back in the day was legendary it was almost as legendary as Warp Tour uh, I'm on my and I never gone to Warp Tours like in the past past because I didn't really care about seeing a bunch of random ass bands that I didn't that were more on the punk side that I didn't really care for uh, and Ozfest you know I did attend many Ozfests and always, Ozfest, always, you always had an assurance that Ozzy was true to the core. Ozzy was true to the scene. Ozzy was true to the fucking, just to the lifestyle. He was true to the music. I never went to an Ozfest where he didn't have his finger on the pulse of heavy metal. Whether it was Korn, Mudvayne, Slipknot, Disturbed, you know, when they were young. Or, or whether it was the whole entire hardcore scene back in 05 or 04, whatever year it was, it was unearthed. Lamb of God, Hate Breed, Throwdown, Bleeding Through, Atreyu, or whether it was, you know, the black metal scene where he had Cradle, uh, Demi Borger, you know, obviously he rolled around with Slayer. Uh, they brought up the whole new metal, like I said, the whole new metal, Cold Chamber, Fear Factory. Like, uh, Ozfest on the regular stayed in touch with the music at that time and brought those bands along. And it's not like you were getting. Uh, they were getting gypped or Ozfest wasn't great. You knew even if you liked Ozzy and so on and so forth, that Ozfest was going to be good regardless. That it was going to be good. Like there was music that, particularly bands that didn't, that were kind of on the up and coming on themselves. Um, and I just kind of feel like that's what made Ozfest legendary. And Ozfest made the money. Ozzy, I get... He is old. He can no longer push the fest, the festivals around. It's taxing on his body. 
yes, he was right to let the mantle go. Um, it happens. Father time catches up in every sport and every aspect of life. You can no longer ride the bull because the bull eventually will win out. You know, I get it. Um, and I and I and I like I said, I much much respect to Ozzy because I I, f- I feel like I grew up around the Ozfest era, and I watched what has become of it since with with a not fest or with other festivals in general and I just think it's an utter fucking it's just distasteful it's disgraceful is what it is it's disgraceful for metal and it's and it's really particularly disgraceful for metal bands to, to be participating in this uh sad state of affairs I think you know and I get like I said I get that there's a lot of financial responsibility as you get older a lot of bands, you know, they need to make the $40,000 a show or whatever, however many thousands of dollars they need to make per show for, for their labels and and their bills. And every member of the band needs uh, a dime to live. I understand that. But at the same time, you're getting now what I, what I call is like mediocre festivals. Um, and I told this to my brother the other day. Like I, I don't, I don't understand. Like I get, I guess they do, but I, I mean, I get. Why is a knock loose, fucking playing at ten in the morning, eleven in the morning, on a festival that goes all fucking day? It's supposed to be a heavy metal festival, and the main band being like Limp Bizkit or or like a Mashuga or a fucking. Uh, Stained or limp or uh, you know, corn or fucking the Slipknot or the, the My Chemical Romance or Metallica, and these festivals are put together and it's designed for. It's actually designed so you're not there all fucking day. Which wasn't the case when Ozfest was around. These festivals are designed for okay you to casually stroll in when you get off work at four or whatever or you know if you have all day you get in there but you go and you go and eat there's been a big part of the things now is the food trucks and that I kind of like to a degree uh, it's more about having um, you know the craziest water beverage liquid death or whoever it's kind of that and okay you're having live music play the, the focus is not in the morning it just is not. They're more attuned to, okay, come around 3 or 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock. That's when these bands that people pay the money. Oh, I haven't seen fucking Avenged Sevenfold in like four years or five years. Not since this day. Like, And you're getting to watch Avenged Sevenfold. And then it's like, oh, after that it's going to be fucking Parkway Drive. And then it's going to be... Uh, stained, and then to end the night, it's gonna be fucking Guns and Roses. Like, all right, those are four fucking jaded and jaggered and haggard and slutted out fucking bands that are doing it solely for the money. The festival was completely designed for a money grab, uh, and you see them all the time. The Ink and Iron Festival, the fucking the the crucial fest the fucking the Iowa State it happens all the fucking time and it's absolutely fucking disgusting it disgusts me to the point of I wish 
I, I would be flaming the entire... And I'm flaming them now. The entire metal scene can kiss my fucking ass for participating in such bullshit. I don't know. There's no, there's no leader in the metal scene currently that can fucking grab their fucking nutsack and say, fuck the money. I'm going to gather the most legendary bands that aren't legendary yet that will in 10 years 20 years this this tour that we're going to do is going to go down in history as being one of the best tours that ever fucking graced you know the planet earth i'm gonna fucking do it i'm gonna get Haybreed. i'm gonna get knock loose i'm gonna get code orange i'm gonna get you know lorna shore i'm gonna get you know slaughter to prevail i'm gonna get uh you know, fucking, um, ah, oh, fuck, I, there's so many fucking bands out there, I'm gonna gather Whitechapel, I'm gonna get, you know, we're gonna get Slipknot, and we're gonna get fucking, you know, and, and Killswitch Engage to play, like, an old album, they, these, these are tours that just are not happening, and why aren't they happening, because they're, because metal bands are afraid that instead of making, a hundred thousand dollars a show they're gonna make eighty thousand like I said most of those bands can kiss my ass for doing that I like who I like and I haven't I, I was thinking about going to Knotfest this year in LA but you know I I looked at it again I look at the ticket prices two hundred dollars for for a ground level and it's I, I only really would like to see Code Orange Kill Switch in Slipknot I don't really care about most of the other bands there I don't really don't really care for Fever 333. Don't really care for... Um, I don't know. There's like two or three or four in the bands. Cherry Bombs. I, I don't really care. I don't really... Like I said, these are bands that... I, in the little circuit that I am. I mean, I'm mostly in the hardcore circuit. But I, I listen to a lot of metal. Um, I just listen to a lot. These are not bands that... Anybody fucks with anywhere. They're just not. Even Killswitch is kind of out of the loop. Uh, Killswitch hasn't been Killswitch to me since like way back when. Uh, the, uh, since you know when. Since way back when. So they're just kind of another. And, the, and Killswitch is another band that uh, continually does that too. You always see them on tours and you're like wow. The rest of the tour looks like shit. I don't want to see Trivium. I don't really want to see fucking Dragon Force or fucking Opeth or fucking um, some of these other bands. I don't want to see them on tour with fucking Godsmack. I don't. I don't. I not those tour those those tours to me are just the most random bullshit tours that are just, they're just a money grab and and they want to hype it up as wow this is a fucking a rock fucking metal concert yo who's having a good time like no, not me not me as a fan it did fucking absolutely disgust me uh and, and for that reason i haven't gone to a lot of shows of those big natures and the, and the little shows uh it's hit or miss too like i understand like if i would have known knock loose was, was playing with like four bands that i didn't know you know I might not have gone. I I went because I really do like Knock Loose. And I went to go see... I just kind of went into it with an open mind of like, okay. 
I'll give it a chance. I really will. I'll give it, I'll give this tour a chance. And for the most part, I thought it, I thought the bands were okay. They're just they're, they're nobody stood out to me as like, wow, this is a home run band. Like up in the up and coming. I'm on the up and coming. Uh, you know, and Knockless does what they do. I like, and I don't want to be a homer like push Knockless, but there's a lot of bands. Spite, Knockless, uh, Slaughter to Prevail, Lorna Shore. Oh, the list goes on and fucking on, man. Like, Enterprise Earth, you know. There's just a lot. There's even a lot of, you know, Body Snatcher, Traitors. There's a whole fucking movement of underground. You know, Chelsea Green, I would even put in that aspect. When was the last time Chelsea Green got invited to the fucking Ozfest or the or the Notfest? Never. It's not happening. Uh, the Acacia Train continually is not is dogged on these tours, and I feel that the Acacia Train has put in such a large body of work that it's um it's just saddening. It's just saddening that the metal is trying to kill off some of these younger bands, not letting them thrive to to help the scene in the future. Well, what's going to happen uh, another 10, 10, 20 years from now when? Slipknot retires and they don't no longer doing fucking tours no more. They don't want to. Uh, Kill Switch is done. Fucking Hatebreed is gone. But what's gonna happen? The metal scene is gonna rely on who? Who the fuck are gonna step up and say, okay, you know what? This is how it's gonna be down. We're gonna, you know, we have to go old school with it. We're gonna gather all these bands that you like, that most metal heads like. With the sprinkling of a couple of other bands that you might like, but most for the most part you've heard of, you listen to, and and then go on a fucking embark on a tour. It might not, not might not make the money that they wanted to make. I know ultimately it's about money, but ultimately as well, as tours gather the notoriety, like wow, this tour was fucking wild, man. Word of mouth is the only way that metal really works. We don't fuck with streams well maybe we they do we don't fuck with uh wow that band's music video was crazy or they're playing it on the radio that's not how we operate as metalheads and uh it, it's strictly most of the times you go see the band you tell your homie yo i fucking went last night to the show and this band fucking um this band fucking i am fucking killed it bro they fucking came out with the fucking with some sick ass fucking Double pedaling and fucking boom, they just fucking everything went crazy. Uh, fucking spite, fucking everything went fucking crazy. Uh, you know, or whatever the case may be. Winds of plague, like wow, I never heard that band before, and now that I seen them, wow, they fucking they rock the fucking house. Yeah, that's how this shit is spread around, and uh, it's such so sad that these big bands just don't have the foresight to understand that. Look. In 10 years, some of these older bands that exist are not going to exist. And they're not going to be able to rely on gathering up fucking a Lama God or Trivium and all these other bands. I don't even know why fucking Trivium still exists. Who the fuck? I don't know nobody that this is a Trivium. That's just another band that steadily stays in there. And I think they literally are only in there because, you know... People seen them on this tour and then they're like, okay, yeah, they good. They got a couple good songs. Even though they have like several records, and it's just like, bro, 
you're kicking, they're beating the dead horse to death. They're beating it to death. It, it is just so fucking saddening. Again, I don't know how to fix it. I wish, I wish maybe in the other, in the multiverse, I was in a metal band. I would be fucking taking shots at every motherfucking body. Because then that shit irks me as a fan. It would be irking me as a musician as well. Just to see the way, the sad state of affairs that exist. It's fucking, the metal scene is leaderless. And, I, and I'll be, I'll be right with that. I, that is across, there is not one fucking metal band out there right now that has any common sense. They're all leaderless. They're looking for a leader. I, you know, I wish, like I said, I wish I was in a band right now. You know, I wish my music was people like that. I would fucking sit down with Revolver and fucking flame everybody. They would all feel the wrath, you know. And I would fucking call out everybody. Everybody I'd name drop. Slayer is another band running eight farewell tours, milking the fucking money. Fuck you. Um, You know, that's just what it is, man. Like I said, it fucking pisses me off. And I want, I might be able to come back and touch on this, but I'm pulling up to work and, um... I got to get to work, so hang tight while I while I be right back. Hopefully, not too many hours of the day I gotta actually work, so hang tight. Yo yo yo! So I'm back. So hopefully, this is already like the third time I've tried to record this second part of the music thing. I'm being rudely interrupted by phone calls, but let's let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. Let me let me finish talking my shit because I'm still kind of heated about it a little bit. Yeah, I get... I, I mean... I don't give a fuck about some of these bullshit-ass bands. I, I really wish... I, I mean, I don't know who out there... I'm gonna take it... Volbeat. Played with Sibnon a few years ago. Who the fuck likes Volbeat? Honestly, which one of you... Sappy, sad-ass motherfuckers out there... Really fucks with Volbeat? Or Trivium? Or Avenged Sevenfold? I'm not exactly sure how Avenged Sevenfold is still a fucking band. Because... I don't know who the fuck will be listening to them. Uh, maybe they're still living off of Waking the Fallen and uh, Sounding the Seven Trumpet. Back when I used to fuck with them a little bit, but I mean, I don't know. The, the I don't know if there's any easy solution to it, but I really wish the the leaderless. I, I'm gonna say metal is leaderless. Uh, we're running around in circles. Just not doing the right things. Um, I get this day and age is a little bit different because, you know, you got Spotify and you got Apple Music and you got streams and YouTube hits. And, you know, but Metallica and Pantera and Early Slayer and a lot of these other bands, even Slipknot, got elevated to the status they were elevated without radio, without MTV, without anybody's help. You, you can't tell me that it can't be done in this day and age. Um, and it's not like Metallica had an easy road. Motherfucker, they quit. They fired Dave Mustaine. Uh, Cliff, rest in peace, fucking was tragically killed in, a, in an accident. Um, and they still produce some of the best. They're probably one of the best overall long-spanning metal bands prob- probably of all time. Because uh, I still fuck with their music pretty much heavily. I mean, I haven't listened to Hardwired a lot. But they're still a gang of shit. And they just released the fucking 30-year anniversary of uh, the Black Album. And I just... I mean, it's not its not Metallica's fight. They're no longer... 
uh, they don't need to carry the burden per se. It's not up to them. Uh, oh, I wish they would. I wish I could sit down with James Hetfield. I wish I could sit down with Kirk Hammett and Lars and, and Robert and even Jay, uh, Jason Newstead and everybody else. I wish I could sit down and tell them, look, guys, me as a metal fan, this is what I want to, to happen. I, metal is dying. We're going the way of fucking punk. Punk is dying. Is die. They got stuck. See, we didn't learn the lessons from punk. Punk allowed Green Day. They allowed The Offspring. They allowed Blink-182. They allowed Good Charlotte and these fucking pop punky bands to take over. And it killed true punk bands. It killed it. They killed them. They, they, those bands, Blink-182 and uh, Sum 41, all these other poppy punky bands. Uh, they don't fuck with the real sounding punk and the they had the true punk bands that are out there have no avenue to climb up the ranks there's just no avenue they don't fuck with each other um and that's that actually just sucks cuz i mean hardcore is like a quarter or a third the way punk and it's like well they're losing the influence too and i'm a i'm a big fan of old hatebreed um Big big fan of old hey, but that's how I found them. They had a punk vibe to them. Knock loose carries a punk vibe with them. I mean, you would hate to see that just disappear, because there's no avenue for punk for local punk bands to exist. There just isn't. Uh, they, a local punk band that's got that's gathering up a thousand people per show is not. They're not fucking with Blink One Eighty Two. They're not fucking with the Offspring. They're just not. Even though there's not even, but they they then they don't even take them on tour. And that's what I'm talking about. There's a shitload of bands that the Lama Gods, you know, on this fucking tour, these Slayers will go on these fucking tours. And they're just not bringing, bringing out the fucking, the music. And like I said, I wish I could sit down with, with James Heffield and tell him, look, we need to fuck, they need to pull together uh, the strings correctly to so that way heavy metal heavy music and hardcore can still exist in another 20 years and not just be in total complete shambles I like I think it's going to shambles and I and me as a fan I'd hate that I'd hate to see the day that there isn't or like a true heavy metal bands deathcore bands just are no longer that all they can do is pull together like a $500 room or 500 crowd room like the glass house, I think is like a 500, 600, 700 person capacity, and I think that's even a lot. And I, I mean, I hate for bands to get stuck. Good bands like Knock Loose and like um, you know, Slaughter to Prevail. And, and, you know, there's a, there's plenty of bands that should have the avenues opened up to them. And I and I think it's a shame on the record industry, but it's also a shame on the bands. The bands can just walk up. Most big bands can just walk up and out of their label, and they and they just they just don't. There's a lot of laziness going on in the scene, and and I for one, I'm I'm sick of it. I'm fucking sick of the fucking bullshit. These fucking shitty tours uh, that just go on and on. And I and, and even right now, I'm seeing all these shitty tours promoting the come to this fucking show. Like no motherfucker, no, I'm not fucking going to your shitty fucking concert, your shitty fucking tour. I'll take my money. I won't spend it on there. 
I'll take it and I'll spend it somewhere else where I'm fucking treated greatly. And, and you know what? The Acacia String, Dying Wish, Kublai Khan, and I forget who else is playing that. That show is a banger. That should be... They should... Slipknot should pull that tour... Uh, Killswitch Engage should pull that tour right out the fucking pluck it and say this is this is now not fast. This is not fast. And that should be fucking not fast. I should and I and I hate to point my finger at Slipknot, but they're a big culprit. They they got they 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 got their hands their 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 hands are in this too. They're they're not clean, they're dirty hands. They're involved in this shit. And and I mean it's just like the metal heads I don't know who needs to set the record straight. I really wish a band would. I mean, they just need to set the record straight. They just need to fucking up and confront all these fucking... The industry and be like, look, fuck the pocket. And there's a way to do it. I believe there's a way to do this. I really wish I could... Again, I could sit down with Metallica or sit down with Slipknot. And tell them, look. Metallica, James, we need you to do double time. If only for 20 days of the year. I I get you got to get the pool. You got to have these bands in there, but we got to bring metal back. I, I would tell them, look, I want you to play a three th- a three song set at like noon, maybe a four song set. Just come out there, a really stripped set. Level with the fans so that you know the fans that see you far away have a chance of seeing you up close now, you know, like old school times. You know, give us a, a, a four song, a 15 minute blistering set, maybe even a three song. I don't know how many songs Metallica can fit in three in 15 20 minutes. Come on at noon where there's a lot of littler bands so that way the crowd is involved, you know, that way the, there's a good crowd, you know, in you know. Make sure they're in the gates at. Make sure they're in the gates at ten in the morning. You know, make it worth it. You know, do a little three song set. Dip out, say hey, stick around for the festivities. We got a bunch of heavy bands, real metal bands. You know, we got, you know, and tell them we got some hardcore bands, we got some deathcore bands, we got some metal bands, we got some grunge bands, we got some fucking punk bands, we got a fucking but a stacked lineup. A people you may have never heard of, but fucking kill it. And not shitty bands that people are tired and jagged of seeing. I'm fucking tired of seeing fucking Trivium every fucking... I don't even fuck with them. I'm tired of fucking seeing, uh, you know, some of these sorry-ass bands just playing everywhere. And they know who they are. These bands know who the fuck they are. Sorry-as-fuck bands. Sorry. Fucking, there's a lot of bands out there that are sorry. Um, getting a lot of fucking airtime for no fucking reason. Uh, Crown the Empire, another fucking sorry ass band. Um, and I hate to even throw my, my boy Franz under the fucking table, but Attila, another sorry ass band. I mean, you know, you know, and I'm not talking shit about Attila, but I mean, come on. Who's really... I mean, I'm not sure who's really out there fucking with the tell. I just... I don't know anybody personally that likes him. And it's a bad example because I actually like Franz. I mean, I agree with... Following my Twitter, I agree with most of the bullshit he'd be saying. Um, but, I mean, you catch me. You catch my drift. I would like to see some really heavy shit. And then, you know, Metallica disappears. They do their 
12, you know, maybe they do a meet and greet. And then they come on. You know, they're old. Maybe they don't want to fucking be on at 10 o'clock at night. Well, they can come on at 8. You know, wrap up the day and do it again tomorrow. And only for 20 days. Just bring us back to the glory days. Slipknot, please. Hear me, hear me the fuck out. Please. This is what we want. We don't want some shitty ass fucking tours no more. Um, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of seeing these festivals spread out for three days. They have like maybe two good bands and and then, you know, and you've got to pay a hundred bucks uh, a day or buy the whole three days for like two feet. No, no, motherfucker. This is not. People can't go three days to music. They just can't. How did I, I can't believe that Auschwitz was so fucking successful. So good. That it somehow nobody was like, hey, if we did it the exact same way Ozzy did it, it would fucking work. Who the fuck took the fucking... Uh, who the fuck, you know, shit. Who the fuck decided it wasn't working? It was fucking working. It's unfucking believable. Unfucking believable. Unimaginably unfucking believable. Can't believe that they fucking took the formula that Ozzy left and built out of sheer wielding grit and fucking ba- have bastardized it. They have fucking bastardized it. Mastered on another mediocre band that doesn't need to be fucking anywhere. Mediocre, bro. Dragon Force. Mediocre. Disturbed. Another mediocre band that fucking... People only want to hear the fucking shit from way back when. Nobody fucking knows the new songs they got. Come on now. Not even nostalgic. For fucking, they can go fucking tour on their own. If they think they're that special, they can go tour on their own and, and draw out a 5,000 people crowd or whatever. Do that your own fucking self. You know, that's what I'm fucking talking about. I'm fucking pissed at the music scene. I don't know if this happens in the pop scene because I think pop is what it is. Uh, a lot of people like pop music. And to me, I'm just like... Okay, well, maybe they get shuffled in in the streams and makes who the fucking bigger band is. Whatever. But I, I, I kind of feel like pop music is kind of... Kind of has that same feeling because I, I feel like pop... A person can come out with the banger one-hit wonder and then have no influence on the fucking scene and no fucking say in, in anything otherwise... And all of a sudden they're headlining, and I just feel that kind of that's kind of stupid too. Um, Coachella is a big fucking Coachella is way overpriced, uh, and for the fucking lack of musical actual talent that goes there, it's insane, insane. You'll never catch me out of Coachella, and and Coachella stays pulling out one metal band a day when they play, and you're and you're like kind of convinced, like well maybe that would be interesting. Cause you got some of the, you got fucking Lady Gaga, you got fucking uh, I don't know, you know, System of a Down plane or some bullshit, and you think kind of thinking maybe, maybe it would be, but I mean I never I won't go to Coachella, I haven't gone, probably will never go. Um, the Corona f- fella, <laughs> as it would be now, but. I'm going to end that there. We got a lot of talk. Let me talk a little bit as I segue into movies. I don't know if I talked about Venom. I went to go see it the other day. And I don't know if I talked about it. I think I got sidetracked with some other 
Raider bullshit. And so, hang tight as I, as we fucking segue into fucking, well, maybe I did talk about Venom. I'm not exactly 100% sure, but if I did, I apologize. But if I didn't, I'll be, I will talk about him. But if not, we're going to talk about the Raider bullshit drama and then just uh, some other bullshit. So we'll wrap this up, this episode up here shortly. Hang tight. Okay, jumping right back into it. No, I did not talk about Venom. Even though I seen Venom Let There Be Carnage. So let's let's kick it off. I, I mean, I can't tell you... Because I seen it whenever it came out. It was like a week or two ago now. And I, maybe I forgot to talk about it. I saw it when it came out. October 9th or whatever it came out on. Venom, Let There Be, let there be Carnage. I loved the version of Carnage they put out. However, if you've seen the movie and you already know and you know what the fuck is up, they killed off Woody Harrelson. Fuck. Fuck, man. Fuck. They killed Carnage off. Ain't that about a bitch? Ain't that about a motherfucking bitch? They fucking killed off Carnage. And I was. I knew it was coming, right? You know what? Because at some point in the movie, I was like, well, there's no way they're gonna fucking let this motherfucker just walk free. He wants to kill. He killed up all kinds of cops. He killed up all kinds of fucking people. He was already a serial killer. And I knew they were going to fucking kill him off. I just knew it because there was no way they were going to let that motherfucker alive. Um, But I did like how they made him. I liked that how he fucking bit Eddie Brock with Venom. And then he tasted the blood. He knew something was up. I kind of like his whole backstory. I liked how they, they made him up to be a, a villain. I liked, you know, you actually kind of felt bad for him because he got bullied and, that, you know, they took away his one good thing and, you know, just, he was a bad child and then he was even, a bad child put in even worse situations and just, you know, fucking, they created him, Cletus Cassidy. Uh, I thought Woody Harrelson was a good Carnage. I actually really think, because I think they're going to touch back on Carnage over the years. Uh, now that Venom is sort of successful, and they're going to eventually, you know, as I get to talking this morning, they're eventually going to come across Venom again, um, or Carnage again. They're, they're not. They're not going to let Carnage this be the end of it. I, I hope the next rendition that comes up, when, whenever it is that they redo the symbiotes. You know, because they, they, they're going to pull out... Eventually, they're going to pull out all the symbiotes. And I hope they redo Carnage again. And we may actually, before before we kind of sweep Carnage under the door, they may bring him out again relatively soon. Which is what I'm thinking after we discuss this movie um, shortly. But, yeah, they killed motherfucking Carnage off. But overall, I did like the Carnage story. This was more of a Carnage story with a very quick ending. More so than was a Venom movie in a Venom story. This The movie the movie overall, I kind of felt that it followed a little bit of Venom 1. I think the writing was a bit off. Uh, it wasn't as good. I don't know why Marvel decided to hoard Regular Marvel, not Sony or anybody else, but regular Marvel is hoarding all the creative talent to write a great movie, a great story, a great movie. 
They need to share if they're on some of their Marvel property. They need to have a little bit of influence. And I'm not, I'm not talking about okay, write all the fucking movies and then just have these other people direct them artistically. Like, like okay, let them do their thing too. But at the same time, I, I as a fan didn't want to see Carnage killed off. I just didn't. I kind of thought that okay, you know, Venom will be around or Carnage, you know, Carnage be around and you know be in a, a sideways villain. Maybe they weren't going to be able to catch him. That's what I thought. Like I thought. That's what I wanted. So I, you know, they killed him off. So again, like fuck. But overall, I, I thought the movie was okay. I, I give it like a like a C plus, not quite, maybe a B minus, not quite, not quite B. As I got cut off, cut off again and again there. I thought Carnage was gonna be around a lot longer, like as a side, a sideways villain. Um, but I guess politically speaking, Venom is kind of a villain, and so, and he exists in the Spider-Man universe and the MCU, and so maybe they don't just want all kinds of symbiotes running around. But I thought he was gonna last longer. I thought I really did. Maybe I thought he was gonna get that we're gonna get a part three out of it. But I think ultimately. And like I said, I think the movie was like a, a C plus or B minus. I, I can't give it anything greater than that. I can't give it anything more than like a seven or a seven and a half out of a ten. I can't. I just can't. They thought the movie was a little bit just like the first one. Like literally like the same fucking. It looked and felt exactly the same. Plus Carnage. It's literally like I was like thinking to myself like this could have just easily been part one. I don't even know why they had to go through all them shenanigans of giving out those other symbiotes. And I'm not exactly sure what's the budget that they're giving these. But it's like they save all the budget for the last. Like it's your typical movie. There's a build up or some story and then boom the crescendo and then you just get a little bit of payout towards the end. This one had a little bit better payout at the end. I mean we're going to skip the entire Venom jumped out of Brock because they were beefing and fucking jump out of all of that. Fuck the entire beginning of the movies. And the beginning of the movie kind of to me was a little bit slow. We're going to focus more and more exclusively on the end. But, you know, we'll talk about this for 10, 20 minutes here. I don't even, 10, 15, 12 minutes, whatever. Carnage dies. Brock goes on the run because he's all, he's wanted now. Like, the cop basically was like Eddie Brock has, has something to do with everything and you know Venom wants to kill and you know or Carnage yeah Venom wants to kill eat people and they just had to come to an agreement what do they want to do they want to protect people and kill the bad guys or they're going to be pussyfooted around and so on and so forth and so there's always a bad guy that needs to get killed off. There's always. And Venom is going to fill that void. Obviously. But he's also now wanted by the authorities. So he had to dip out. He had to. They left him no choice. And I wish they would have written that in a little bit better. They kind of just shoehorned in like that fucking 
that fucking twist of it. Like, he should have been on the run. See, see, I wish I was in on the meetings because I think I could have written a better story. He should have been on the run from the jump. They should have already been trying to find the black symbiote Venom in Eddie Brock. He should have already been criminally or maybe he should have been caught and been thrown in jail and his whole world collapsed around him and he somehow met Cletus Cassidy on prison you know and he should it should have been a prison movie you know and they should have squared up and I think they could have made Venom or Carnage a little bit more creepier where he interacts maybe he gets in a fight with Tom Hardy and the blood swaps that way and he gets the symbiote Carnage that way and then Carnage is just killing off guards you know you know and set off like a whole horror type of movie and him and Venom square up you know and people come in guns blazing as well only to find out that they're getting killed off left and right and you know and I understand it's a rated PG-13 movie how much killing can you do but I think that's how it should have been and it should have been that Carnage escapes to God knows where. Venom escapes to God knows where. Nothing is resolved. Uh, you know, only to find out that Carnage, you know, ends up. I think he should have ended up out of country. You know, on the run, half dead, half beaten. You know. Like, you know, barely alive. And Venom dipped out as well, half being barely alive. And then they can no longer call the United States home. You know, I, I wish that's how it would have been. That's how I would have made it. Because if they're going to go this direction, then they should have known that from the jump. It's not like, okay, they didn't know this. And then Venom, oh shit, we got to make Venom a bad guy. Finally. This should have been from the jump. Uh, you know, and maybe he would have had to pull together some strings, you know, his his fiance, a couple other people, you know, okay, yeah, okay. He's not a bad guy, but he's painted this way. We're going to have to help him. We're going to have to assemble his own little team to help him escape and help him like, okay, he didn't, you know, he didn't do these things. And I would have understood that a little bit more. It would have been a better story. But not regardless, regardless, I felt like even the, mo- the movie was trending suddenly, the very ending of it saved it. The post-credit scene saved it. Because without this post-credit scene, I really think that the Venom movie was really mid and it was, you know, a very average movie. Uh, not as good as Shang-Chi because I, like I, Shang-Chi was better than this by a long shot. As a matter of fact, Venom 1 was probably better than this. Um, but ultimately, they, they pulled a fucking... And I think everybody knew it was going to happen at some point, but you didn't know how it was going to happen. So let's talk about this post-credit scene. Venom is fled. What looks like Tijuana. It could be anywhere in Mexico. Like I said, he fled the country. I think that was an appropriate way, but I think they should have made it a little bit more dangerous. You know, he should have been in prison. He should have been... They should have done it a little bit differently. But... Anyways. I believe he's like in Tijuana. Like, he fled the country. And they, they him and Venom talk about being the lethal guardians or whatever. 
or the lethal protectors, whatever they want to call themselves. And, you know, they're in agreement that, okay, okay, they'll take care of the bad guys. They'll help each other out. They both need each other. And Venom is sitting there and telling Brock, like, okay, he doesn't want there to be no more secrets and this and that. And Brock is like, what secrets are you talking about? And the Venom tells him, and I don't remember these, but he tells him, look, I've got 80 billion light years worth of symbiote knowledge. They've seen a lot of things. They have know a lot of things. A lot of knowledge that would totally freak you out, ruin your mind. You wouldn't be able to handle it. And again, Rocket tells... No, no. Thor tells the Guardians of the Galaxy, no, this weapon is too great. It would simply uh, melt your body while your mind collapses into madness. And I understand exactly what... Uh, what that means because if you've ever given a, a lot of people are dumb you know giving a homeless person and this is what I giving a homeless person five bucks yes that does help them even if they get fifty or hundred bucks throughout the day or two hundred bucks yes that helps them but you t- you give the same person eight million dollars the same homeless person that you know uh booze drugs what however i mean i I mean i don't want to say that every homeless person is some crazy drug or booze addict or anything that no i'm not saying that a lot of people just need help but if you give them the ultimate power money most of them would just go crazy. Anybody. The, the lottery. There's a long. Winning the lottery. There's a long track record of people that win the lottery. That just go absolutely ape shit. And, and I've seen it on a small scale. Like I know people personally. You give them 500 bucks. And it's like. Wow. Christmas came early. Let me go buy all the dope. Let me go fucking buy. Uh, three hookers and let me just party all my money away and come Monday if you get the money the money on Saturday come Monday they wiped out completely fucked up or in jail because they couldn't contain themselves and I totally understand that I totally understand what Thor meant when he told the guys that guys he no these weapons are just simply though your your bodies would could simply not handle it while your mind collapses into madness I think he tells them in either Infinity War or Endgame. I'm not sure. But Venom tells Brock something similar. He tells him, look, we've seen so much. We know so much. I cannot tell you everything because your mind simply cannot handle it. And at that exact moment, Brock says, try me. Let me see something. And I don't know exactly what happens. I- I've had this discussion with my brother. I've had this discussion with, with my girlfriend. I thought for a brief second it was the snap, the Thanos snap. They don't exactly say what it is, but it could be the snap because 
It, but it also couldn't be. It also could be whatever Doctor Strange is doing in the Spider-Man movie, where he does not know about the multiverse, and the ends of shit is colliding. It could also be something that Venom did. There's three possibilities. We they haven't clarified it yet because they just have not clarified it yet. But it's totally possible that it was the snap. Um, and the reason why Brock blinks and then he's in a whole different setting. Now, I totally agree that most people most people are going to lean and it might actually be that Doctor Strange somehow teleported him into from the Sony universe into the MCU but the MCU is also going into the Sony universe whatever whatever the they're colliding the properties, which is phenomenal. I think for fans, for both Marvel and Sony, and for uh, several other characters down the pike, pipe, and including into the Fox realm, which is fantastic for, I think it's uh, the X-Men. Or I don't know who the X-Men are owned by anymore. Uh, and I think Deadpool's out there. It is phenomenal because now they can, assuming Doctor Strange fucks up everything, this multiverse can kick off in a big way soon. However, it may not be what Doctor Strange did. It could be a snap. They didn't outright... I don't know if they outright said how Venom gets to fucking the MCU. But when they come to... After he says, what was that? What was that? I didn't do anything. No, it wasn't me. Um, or I don't know... They come to and they wake up in a better hotel, which may, doesn't seem like a Sijuana anymore. It seems like they're in Cancun or Cabo San Lucas or some, or uh, the Maldives or whatever. And on the TV, you see that Peter Parker is now wanted for murder. The Spider Man. Now, up to this point, I don't believe Venom has the telltale spider logo on his stomach and his abdomen area I think it's just a symbiote with the white eyes and Tom Hardy underneath and you know his pulsating symbiote body his buff body I don't think he's got the Spider-Man logo that doesn't come until he comes in contact with Spider-Man and they're both looking at Spider-Man and Venom wants to because he, they made him the lethal guardian or the lethal protector, and Peter Parker's wanted for murder, and now he they wanted they're in agreement to killing bad guys and eating only bad guys to help save both their thirsts of helping people, but also Venom needs to eat. So I'm understanding that I'm understanding that now Peter Parker is a wanted man by Venom. And and I actually like the way they're the route that they're going with is because as you all know, they fucked up with Spider-Man 3 with Venom all them years ago. They killed Venom off just like they killed my boy Carnage off. They killed Venom off way too fucking quick. The movie overall sucked. And now we're gonna get the correct version of Brock versus Peter Parker versus Spider-Man versus Venom. 
where neither one of them die like that. Uh, you're gonna get the really, and I think Spider Man's a great version. You're gonna get the nerdy version of Peter Parker, the right Spider Man, the the school, the the high school, and then you got now either you got a great fucking Brock. Tom Hardy is a great Brock. He's big. You put him. I would be hard pressed to believe that if you put him next to to Tom Holland, that you're not like wow, fucking Tom Holland could literally break. Uh, Tom Hardy can break Tom Holland's jaw with a punch physically. Now I don't think that was the case with um, Toby McGuire and uh, other the other homeboy that I actually like. But he wasn't a Brock. He just wasn't Brock, bro. He just wasn't. You know, but Tom Hardy is. I, I like Tom Hardy's version of Brock. I don't really... I, overall, the movies were okay. I didn't really think that Venom 2 was as good as Venom 1. But, you know, that's... But they're colliding now. And I think you're going to have the version of Brock where he tracked down Spider-Man, Peter Parker... And and then he started fucking with him. And then when they figured out that each other that, you know, and they come face to face, and the battles ensued. Venom in the in the in the, the Amazing Spider Man show didn't fucking get whacked out very quick. How they met and how they became is different, yes. But overall, Brock never gave an inch to Peter Parker in the real world. Or out of the world. They, they, I mean Brock was a football player and then I think he stole Spider-Man's girlfriend and then he took his job at the fucking Daily Bugle. Um, So they're going to have to work out some other things. But I think it would be really nice. See, I instead of taking Spider-Man's girlfriend, why wouldn't Tom Hardy start dating Aunt May and fuck Spider-Man up that way? You know... There's ways they can do this. And I really wish... They, I really want them to go that way. See, I really want Tom Hardy to just show up. Post-credit scenes of fucking... Spider-Man uh, No Way Home. And all of a sudden just be dating at me. And that, that if they left it like that... I would fucking lose my shit. Bank it right fucking... I'm almost guarantee you that's fucking written in. Right now, fucking October the 12th... I'm guessing Tom Hardy somehow cozies up to Aunt May. And Spider-Man is like, what the fuck? This guy's fucking Venom dating my aunt. What the fuck? Damn. Like, And then they have to fucking battle each other in quiet. You know? And maybe, maybe Spider-Man gets booted out of the house. Because they're like, hey, bro, you, got, you don't get a job? You don't want to fucking work? You know, I that, and I would love for them to tangle like that. Their their tangles and their and their tangles on the personal level, because the fight was more personal as well, just as much as it was physical. That's what I want to see as a fan. Then that's an early prediction, but let it cook. I like the fact that now Marvel overall is like, all right, Venom is in. Let's bring in other people. Ghost Riders out there. Deadpool's out. I want them to bring Deadpool in. I hopefully Deadpool 3 gets greenlit and they fucking have a similar event happen. Uh, hopefully this multiverse event happens and we all crash into fucking chaos. Marvel is on top of the fucking game. 
DC is nowhere to fucking be seen. They don't got the fucking, they don't got the fucking cojones to do this. This is beautiful, man. It's beautiful. And then, like I said, that, that saved Venom because I completely, we've been talking about Spider-Man meaning Venom now and I'm, and I'm like salivating over it. They saved what would have been a very mediocre movie and they made it a decent movie to watch. That's why I say I can't give it anything lower than like a C plus because it got saved. There's a whole it got saved. They got they saved the movie. Um, they saved the movie. I really think that fucking Venom coming to the MCU and not and they're not gonna kill him off. Oh, who knows what happens with the black suit? Who knows if Peter Parker's gonna get it? Tom Holland's gonna get it. He might. He might. And maybe Brock becomes Carnage a little bit. And maybe then it comes back. We don't know these things. But I want to see Venom ultimately have the big fucking white spider logo on his abs while he's wearing it. You know. And and have Spider-Man-esque abilities after he absorbed him a little bit. I also think Craven the Hunter is coming to track down both of these fucking uh, spider figures out there. And who knows what's going to happen with Venom overall. I don't know if he's going to go back to his own universe. We don't know these things. We don't know what's going to happen. And that just makes Marvel more interesting because we already got the, the players and the actions. And we don't know what's going to happen, but everything's going to be crazy now. And they've already didn't written so many good stories. And these are going to be better stories. The Eternals is coming. Fuck. Like I said, I don't even know. I'm probably going to end this episode here because I'm like excited about Spider-Man coming out. Now that we know what's happened with Venom. The Eternals is coming. We don't know what's happening there. We don't know Galactus is showing up or fucking the Fantastic Four just randomly get name dropped. We don't know. We don't know yet. We don't know if they're going to have their own multiverse fucking calamity at the end of it either. Be interesting. Very interesting. So I didn't know I didn't talk about Venom to you guys. Uh, if you haven't, if you haven't seen the movie, or if you have, I would say go watch it. It was a good, what's worth the watch. I might go see it again. I don't, I don't know. I don't. I don't really know. Um. I don't really know what. Uh. It, there is to watch coming up outside of maybe the Eternals. I don't know what's. I know there's Matrix coming up. It's obviously Spider Man. Um. And I think there's another movie or two. I, I maybe Dune. I might go see Dune. So maybe we'll talk about Dune if I go see it. I'm on the fences of seeing it because I don't know nothing about it. And I don't want to watch a movie and it's bore the shit out of me. And and that's the problem with a lot of space movies. They were fucking boring. Uh, you know. So we'll see. We'll see. But with that said, guys, I'm going to end this episode. I hope you guys enjoy. Follow me everywhere. Do what you guys got to do. And uh, I'll get this posted up here today shortly. Late.